everybody if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more you can make money on your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Marie, and I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Extra Duty Podcast. Um, so here with me, I got a uh, boy pretzel. What's up, boy? What's going on? <laughs> um, and we have, we actually have a very special guest on with us today. Um, she's very passionate about the things that she talks about. And she she is. I gotta say, one of the she's eating right now. Um, if you guys can't hear, um, but she is one of the top um NCOs that I've seen at this at. at uh, she's one of the top NCOs I've seen in a while. Um, simply because of the the things that she does, and I hope that she talks about it um in the episode today. Um, I have Kara Holbrook. <laughs> Did I say your first I thought name? Thought you were going to introduce no, me. No, I am now. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm at that point now. So what's up? What's what's up, Kara? <laughs> oh, hey guys, I'm Kiara Holbrook. Um, I actually work with this guy. Yes. <laughs> um, and. and I bet you guys are wondering why we're here today. Um, today's episode is actually extremely important to me because we're we're going to be talking about something that bothers me because I consistently fail it. Um, it's it's called height and weight. Um, the ABC program. <laughs> um, so, Holbrook, how do you, how do you feel about the, I, the ABC program currently now? Do you really want to know? Yeah, why not? Let's 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 hit it up a little bit. I feel like that program and the weight and the charts are not for everyone. I I I actually agree. Um, because I feel as this it's not connected fully to an ethnic group. I, I feel as if like, um, how do I say this? I feel like it is not meant for black and Hispanic people fully all the time, simply because I know for a fact I was bred on Kong Kong and Platanos. You know what I'm saying? I'm a bigger guy. Um, even especially when I work out, I'm much bigger than even a lot of men now. Um, the way we were back then is not how we are now, um, especially with the size of people and the way we're eating and stuff, hormones and all that stuff. Yeah, and I feel like it also has to tie into your body type as well, because me, I'm heavier set in the waist, but everything else is skinny. Like, there's a lot of times I have to get retaped and such because my neck is so skinny, but my waist is normal size. What about you, Sarah Brooks? <laughs> I feel the same way. Like. I'm an African American, you mm-hmm. know. I wasn't ra- I wasn't um born to be shaped like a twelve year old boy. No, I so I, yeah. you know, I have curves, you know, I'm not fat, but it's just like hips and things like that. You can work out and do all you can, but that doesn't do anything but actually plump you up down there. Yeah. Does the, so do you do you have has the program affected you personally? So luckily I have never been on the program. Okay. But I've had battle buddies who like they're if you look at them they're they're not fat at all whatsoever it's just they have curves do you feel like it's a little more biased towards women than it is men i feel like it's more biased towards women of color than oh, it is men okay cuz i mean i cuz i understand that um cuz i i my my wife in general like my wife is very curvy mm-hmm. um and it says she's a certain weight but she just doesn't look like it like it'll say that she's like 130 or 140 or something right and that was like during pregnancy but she didn't even look like that um because the way she's built and like we again we're hispanic so being that being hispanic we're not fed we're not fed regular food we're fed food to make us bigger you know what i'm saying all of our food was fattening and it's just i feel as if the program itself even now with healthy eating do you still struggle do you see people currently struggling with that program itself Oh, yes. I, I mean, I haven't been on the program, but yeah. I have to get taped every time. Like coming in the military, I've always have to get taped. Even at my best, you know, weight and things like that, I always have to get taped. Same. I mean, it's I'm I'm 5'9 and I weigh about 195, but I'm not fat. I'm just, I'm, I'm stocky. And I consistently fail height and weight because I have to be 178 pounds, which makes no sense to me. 
especially with the labor that I do on a consistent basis. So there's another thing that probably ties into it. When's the last time the ABC program or height and weight in general has been updated? Because a different time in the Army will give different weights based on the ethnic group most popular at that time. No, wow. Yeah, no, that's that's actually 100% true. And I think the last time it was actually touched on was 1994. So it's definitely, it's a very big distance, um, you know, from then to now. Um, so there, there's something that me and you was talking about. And thank you for my wife. She actually taught me a lot about this. She said hormonal imbalance. Um, and my wife with her hormonal imbalance uh, when she when she is on her period, she gets bloated, it's a lot of water weight, and then literally like when her period's gone, boom, she's like slim out of nowhere. And I know for a lot of women that that's, that's an issue, and especially when it comes down to birth control and hormones and having children. So what's your take on that, Sarhobert? So I feel like well, everything you said I agree with because you get your period every every month, you know, and you gain between like five to six pounds of water. For no, like you can work out. Like if you don't work out while you're on your cycle, you will gain that weight. If you work out, you will stay the way that you are. You know, but it's difficult, and it's. I feel like they should actually take a step back and realize, hey, well, these women are on birth control. They're having babies. Um, everyone's body's not the same, and things like that. So I agree with you. No, I mean you, you're, and and that that not everybody is the same thing. We're a very uniform uh, society here in the military, super uniform. But body shape wise and attitude wise, and we're, we're different people, but we have to be conformed here in the military. So, I feel like they want us all to look like twelve year old little boys. <laughs> I mean, I think that's where it's at right now. Hopefully, that there can be an update to the new program because now we have the new new PT test. We have. Go ahead. Exactly. Go. With the new PT test, right? So now you're getting these people who are run, who were runners, you know, they can get a 300 easily. Now they actually have to put weight on them to be able to lift, to deadlift and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so the people that are actually having to get tape and things like that are the ones passing. Exactly. And that's 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 where the that's where that that, that misstep is at right now, because the people that are able to pass the test are the size that they need to be yet the program itself does not benefit or you know help you out what's up so another thing i wanted to ask you sarah holbrook is how do you think that being on birth control and their menstrual cycle can affect their mental health as far as getting taped and weighed and the abc program honestly i think it it just it it's more it just brings more stress you know we are ha we already have a lot of stresses when it comes to the military you know because that's what we chose to do yeah but now on top of that is oh we have height and weight oh so i have to now i have to not eat well this is how some of this yeah, is what no. women do i have to not eat for a week you know i have to starve myself i have to be miserable just so that i can pass this height and weight you know i can't i can't drink a lot of water or this and that. And, and, and these are women that stress. passed their PT test. Yes, these yeah. are women that passed their PT test. They look good in uniform, but still, because they don't weigh what the Army wants in the way, it's stressful. And it gets put into that pro. And and luckily now, we can't get chaptered out for that. You can't get kicked out for that. But at the same time, just the idea of it, that fear. And that that all in its own is, one, um, there's a form of body dysmorphia at that point. Uh, and, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. No, I, you go for it. So I actually taped some soldiers today. Yeah. Um, I had to retape them from another company. I won't put that out there. Of course. Um, and just the the females that were coming through, I'm like, you had to, you failed tape. Like you you have to get taped again. You know, they they're just muscular and they're yeah. actually fit. They look fit. I'm like, why are you even here? Luckily, when I taped them, they did pass and I did it right. Yes. But it's the fact that I'm seeing all of these people that's you know shaped like. Serena, Serena, and it's like, what what's going on here? No, yeah, and, and that that's that's the the army wants us to be strong, but yet we're getting punished for it. And, and that and that's that's a massive issue for me because like 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 I said, even for men, right? Us men, we are we're bigger people now. I mean, I'm huge. I got dudes that are way bigger than I am, and they they go through the same process. And then they got to get on the ABC program, but it's not beneficial for them because at the end of the day. They're still these brawlic big dudes, and now they want them to cut down weight. So now they can't perform as good as they used to. And I feel like a uh, another thing is it's more like a almost like a depression that they get thrown into because that's their genetics, that's their body type, that's how they are built naturally. So how can we? How can we? What would be a better way to implement the program 
right? In order for us to make a better change. Like how, how could we uh, adjust for that? How can we adjust fire? Honestly, I feel like that's going to take time. They actually have to do a real study, yeah. you know, different backgrounds. That's going to take a while to actually determine. Cause I don't, I, I don't I, see them changing it right I, away. I genuinely believe the standard, right. should be based on whether or not you could pass your PT test, not how much you weigh. Cause I know a dude, he had a whole pot belly. This guy had a whole pot belly, but ran a, he ran a 1250. He did. He maxed out his PT test every single time. And he, and when we had the extended scale, you know, he was over and they kicked him out because he had a pot belly. Yet the dude was one of the best soldiers that we had finished ranger school right after, you know what I'm saying? Like dude was on it. And the, I just feel as if like right now we're in that position where we're shifting, where we're not shifting fully. Like the new, the new hair standards are shifting, which is extremely important because I know for a fact when you put a lot of gel in your hair over a very big course of time, especially having, um, uh, you know, non, non-American hair, not non, uh, how do I say this? When you have black hair, coarse hair, coarse hair, there we go. Mm-hmm. If you have coarse hair, right. Then a lot of use, especially with Murray's like it's, it's bad. Cause it's really bad. It, there's a point now where it's like, it can help, it can cause balding. And then you're like that every single day, all the time. Which is extremely dangerous because now, not only that you're, they're physically hurting, now their mental, emotional state is being damaged simply because now I have to look like this because I couldn't not do it. Yes. So, um, my, my, and, and I, and the reason why I really want to talk to you today is because having an ethnic perspective on the female side is extremely important because there's not really much of a voice, but you've started giving them a voice, true or false? Oh, yes. And how, how have you been doing that? If you don't mind telling us about your program that you're doing. So, and it, it, but yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing? So, yes, um, me and a few other soldiers, we all got together and we created the female mentorship program. And what it does is it offers females a way to be able to get that mentorship in the military because it's not a lot of us. No. And you're, you're right about that. Yes. And it's, it's really hard to find, you know, people to connect with when you're in a unit and it's only like two of you guys versus, you know, a hundred guys in a platoon. Yeah. So, I mean, we offer, um, different, different events and everyone's welcome to, to it as well. And for those of you guys that, um, if you, if you're listening and you know who I am, um, and you know where I am and all that stuff like that, you guys can take part in it. Um, but I don't share pretty much where I am simply because to maintain the, the standard that we're trying to hold, um, it's open up to civilians as well. That's, that's even better. Yes. That's awesome. And males are all males can also drop by, you know, so they can get, a. um, we'll be there. The females perspective and we'll be there. How we feel. We'll, we'll be there podcasting. Don't yes. worry about it. We're going to be, uh, I hope it's okay with you, but, um, as soon as we get our Twitter spaces, we're actually going to be opening it up so that other females who are on our Twitter can actually listen in and hear everything that you guys are talking about. Oh yes, definitely. We're trying to touch as many people as possible. Cause like I said, this army from, in my opinion is a mentorship for men. Yes. So. And, and, and you know why I, I do agree with that? Because simply the army was only for men at one point, women were only allowed to be nurses. And then we started implementing women into the military. And now we started implementing women into combat arms and then ranger school. Um, so it's, there is progression that's happening, which is phenomenal, but there's still that lack of mentorship. And I'm so happy that you're giving that mentorship because you mentor plenty of women here (laughs) just on its own. Like, and for you to expand this out and grow it, that's extremely important. Um, because I see plenty of, um, women expanding things out. And so your female mentorship is, is extremely important. And the reason why is because there's not a lot of um, female mentorship programs going on. I see plenty of them happening outside in the real world um, with women leaders and management styles. But here in the military, I haven't seen very many simply because, again, it's male dominated. Um, myself, I was in an all male unit. I was an infantry guy for a while. And when I came over to this side, seeing you do that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I'm glad somebody's doing it because um, everybody gets this very poor misconception of women in the military. Um, and people get this very poor conception, especially of black women or Hispanic women in the military. Have you ever faced any of those stigmas that, that come with that? Oh, that, every day, <laughs> every day. Share. Come every on. Every day. Let's hear it. What you got? You know, worst experience you've gone through. Come on. Worst experience. Well, I feel like a lot of times, um, I used to get judged a lot, like coming into a building, you know, um, oh, I have an attitude. 
you know, okay, coming into a building like, oh, I have an attitude. Oh, she's such a bitch. It, I, I'm a bitch because I'm strong or I, I speak up for myself, things like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, people just judging me, not knowing I'm a really good person and I'm the nicest person they probably ever meet, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, oh, um, because of my appearance, because I'm not a tiny little girl, yeah. you know? Oh, she's not um, athletic or she can't do this or that, you know? I've seen you do wild PT, like straight up, like you can deadlift that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you got it. Yeah. I mean, it always is always like that, you know? Oh, she's wearing, oh, ext- extensions or, you know, you know, oh, she doesn't have hair. It's different things. Yeah, you know? no. And, or it, her hair is not professional because it's natural, like a lot of stuff. And I'm glad that, you know, again, the changes that's happening now is very important specifically for that. And the attitude situation, look, I, I'm, I'm a kid from New York. I mean, I, a lot of people assume I got an attitude already, but I'm a pretty nice guy, I think. Right? 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 Yeah. White I pretzel? Mean, I wouldn't say I'm not going to fucking let you walk all over me. You exactly. Know? You got to like, hold you. You got to stand that ground, especially as a woman. And exactly. I feel like, I feel like this is something that gets me so mad that women have to feel as if they need to be more macho because men like to demean women like that, especially here in the military. I've seen a lot of demeaning of women. Um, and you know why I can say that openly? Because I was one of those men that demeaned women. I did do that. And I can admit that here on the podcast because, and then I got a wake up call. And that wake up call was getting decked by my wife. Hey, as she should. You know, you're 100% right. <laughs> but, but it comes down to like there, the lack of education that's currently going on right now when it comes down to how to speak to soldiers, right? We're all stuck on this mentality, this old army mentality of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, rah, 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 right? But instead, we should actually be speaking to our soldiers, and to be talking about talking to somebody of an ethnic situation and talking them the exact same way you would talk to a male that is not in the ethnic situation. Because I tell you this right now: regardless if you're coming into the army for the first time, yes, you're going to be treated, you're going to be acting right, military bearing and whatnot. But ain't no way in hell that I'm going to let somebody say call me a spick. Ain't no way I'm going to let somebody call me a hard R. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that I'm going to do that. And Fuck that's, that. And I've gone through that. And I've gone through that. And no, you good. It's all right. We can curse on here. Look, you can say whatever you want. But I wish somebody would. But I promise you my career would be over. Instantly. <laughs> Wouldn't give a fuck. Wouldn't give a fuck. It, it, it's, just the, it's just minor disrespects that happen. And and it's those microaggressions. People are like, oh, microaggressions is that is that snowflake shit. No, microaggressions happens, especially when it comes down to race. It does. And people are sensitive about that. And it's okay to be sensitive, you know? And I feel like, you know... Us as a military, we all come from different backgrounds, so I feel like we should just respect one another. 100%. And that's where it all should come down to. Because you know what? You want to hear something ridiculous? I have never heard Kara yell at anyone unless they truly, truly deserved it. She don't walk around just yelling at people. No. Nice, nice. Actual nice NCO that walks around and treats soldiers like soldiers. Treats people like people. Same thing with a lot of the leadership that we've had. Yeah. Um. And just I, I, and the reason why I really want to stick with the race situation is because how do you feel about EO right now? Do you feel as if, as a black woman here in the military, do you feel as if you are ever discriminated against currently now at your rank and how you, how you, perceive, how you carry yourself? So I feel like I've came a long way um, okay. as far as issues that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, since for my current rank, no, I don't feel that way. Um, I feel that I do get more respect now yeah. um, versus when I first came in and being judged and things like that. Um, but no, as far as being having, you know, opportunities as males and things like that, I, honestly, for myself, because I can't speak for everyone else, yeah. you know, because everyone has a different, it depends on your leadership and stuff. But I feel like, honestly, I actually have a good, like I get treated fair. I get um, people in my leadership try to help me out, you know, try to get me to the next level. And things like that for myself. Yeah, but I, I know that that's not with everyone. No, of course, and I'm and I'm very happy that I'm glad that you've you, you can openly say that. Um, yes. So another another issue that happens with men and females within the military is uh, we we got the sharp issue. Have you ever been? Um, I, I'm not gonna. I, do I ever pull back on this show? I don't really. I don't. No, do you, have you ever been sexually assaulted or sexually harassed at the workplace? Um. So sexually harassed definitely like i feel like that's every woman yeah and probably every man too yes you get sexually harassed in the workplace sexually assaulted in the workplace no okay. that has not happened thank to god me. yes um because i'll box a motherfucker <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, tickets. I wish they would. Uh, you get tickets for it? I'll get tickets. <laughs> but I'll box somebody instantly. But, but yeah, sexually harassed, yes, because, you know, but it, with all the slick comments and sometimes, you know, you let it go. I mean, I, I let it go because I know, because I, sh- I shouldn't let it go, but I let it go because it's like, they're, I think they're childish, you know, yeah. and it's not somebody I would be around like that all the time, you know. Like I get these little privates and shit. They be like, you know, oh, sorry, homebrew. Do you have a boyfriend in it? Boy, get your ass on my face, <laughs> you know. Like I had, a, I didn't had to shut a few. Pe- I didn't had to shut a lot of people down. Like first of all, a little kid, you know. Yeah, like eighteen like, years old up out the break. Like, <laughs> like why are you talking to me? You came straight off the block acting yeah, like you got it. Like I'm that. old enough to be your mother. Like, come on. How 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 has your age uh, helped your your growth? Has your age helped your growth at all? What do you mean? No, I mean like so. As I've gotten older, I realize I hate a lot of things. Um, oh hell yeah, <laughs> I hate it. not everybody. Just people in general just get on my goddamn nerves now. No, I, I'm I'm so with that. Um, I mean, it's not that people get on my nerves. It's more like okay, what is it that's gonna annoy me today, and how am I gonna go about it? You know. And I feel like I've gotten better at dealing with certain issues. Um, it, you know, I've had my moments with some soldiers here and there, especially throughout my career. Um, uh, just it, it, it's been a the soldiers get on my nerves every once in a while, but I have to decide whether or not I'm going to be a leader or an asshole. And you know what I'm saying? And there's a difference. You know, and those difference right there. I, I say it all the time on my show. I say, look, you can be a toxic leader and then breed toxic soldiers to create more toxic leadership. You know, that's just how it works. And I think that being an asshole is tough. It's tough because now you're now you're you're creating just this poor soldier. Um, and and I think as I'm growing older, I'm starting to realize, okay, being an asshole is not always the choice to go with, you know. So I feel like you can be a toxic leader by being an asshole and being a pushover as well. True. Yes. You know? Okay. No. Yeah. Explain the pushover part. Like for example. I, I felt like I feel like I used to be so nice and a pushover, yeah. you know, as the E five and things like that. I used to be really nice. I used to give my soldiers a whole bunch of chances, you know. I used to ask ask them, you know, and it's like they didn't take me serious or respect me, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I start being direct with them and letting them know, like you got me fucked up, <laughs> like then it's oh Rogers are Roger, you know Roger, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it has to be it has to be that balance, yeah. Because you can be a toxic leader and be a pushover. Do you feel as if um, there's a difference between male and female leaders? Um, even if they're the same person, do you think there's a difference? Um, yes. I feel um, that when a female is in a leadership position, either two things, either people are going to try to walk over her mm-hmm. or people are going to call her a bitch because she is a leader and she's very direct. So when you... when you um, So... I feel as if with men, it's yeah. I think I think you're 100 percent right with it, but I feel like a lot of men are they're they're either like the toxic leadership thing is the thing I, I mostly stick with because mm-hmm. I the whole old army situation. I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, it's not like the old army," or they don't want to change. That's because them old heads got to go. It, exactly. Like I if say you can't get to program, like we sensitive nowadays. I'm sensitive, so you gonna have to talk to me nice. Yeah, th- talk like, to me nice, regardless man. Regardless of my rank, you gonna have to talk to me nice, or else I will shut down yeah. as a human being. You know, and a shut down soldier is not something you want. Yes, a shut down soldier can get more people killed than a ravaged crazy soldier. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, because you got a shut down soldier. Now you have to worry about three things. You got to worry about them fucking up your life. You have to worry about them fucking up themselves' life, or you got to worry about everybody else's life that's around that person. Because now you create liability. Bad leadership creates liability. Soldiers do not create liability. I said it. I said it on my show last time. Sir, we as a sergeant, sergeant in French means servant. You are a servant leader. That's it. Your job is to serve. No leader out here is gonna tell me that their job isn't to serve. No soldiers. Soldiers work for me. That's not how that shit works. Negative. You work for soldiers, and that's an actual statement I heard just recently. Soldiers work for me. That's fucking wild. You work for the soldier so that they can build you up. Your job is to build up and breed new soldiers to be better than you. Your job is to create better soldiers. That's it. And what you're doing, you're creating better female leaders. Not female soldiers. You're creating better female leaders because those are going to be leaders one day. Just like every soldier that we got going on, they're going to be leaders. And and just that that weakness, that 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 old army shit, man, that shit got to go. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm really done does. with it. You have to be able to transition because... 
it's just, you know, I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't give, get a hug or something from their parents when they were younger, but <laughs> I I got plenty of hugs, plenty of love. So, you know, I didn't grow up and somebody beating my ass or, you know, somebody cussing me out and calling me a bitch and all of that. I didn't grow up like that. You know, I yeah. grew up in a loving home. So therefore, when I come into the military, I don't expect to get um, talked to like that. Yeah. I just don't. Like, you can tell me to do something and, I, and I'll do it. You don't have to, you know, hey, motherfucker, do that all that. It's yeah, not, that, that's a little wild. It's I don't just know. like, who are you talking to? Like back, so back then when I was a brand new Joe, yeah, I mean that's how I took it. I had to, you know, what I'm saying, well, you get your ass beat. It's either you did or you got you fought. And I, ain't, I wasn't that, I wasn't that strong, man. I was a little guy. See, and I think that's the difference between men and females in the military. So maybe that's why men feel like women are sensitive because. I'm not getting talked to like that. I wouldn't. Like, yeah, no, you you run. I, I mean, now, <laughs> now I tell you what, I would not get to. I, I just had a little E5, brand new bucks on it. Try to go ahead and tell me, so I almost smacked the little kid, man. I, I had to almost smack him. But I was like, hold on, kid. <laughs> You've been in the army for two years. Don't <laughs> chill out. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> yeah, I lost my rank, but <laughs> chill out. Look, look, but what I, what I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just like in that position now where I have to, I, I still have to learn how to properly uh, communicate with female soldiers. <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying that is because education wise, I need to understand one, how to, I need to understand the dress uniform. I need to understand uh, 600, uh, uh, AR 600 one point. No, wait. What are you talking about now? Which one are you talking about? I, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. What are you talking about? The, the dress, the uh, wearing appearance. 670 dash one. Oh my gosh. It's Yo, okay. my it's listeners late. are coming at me. <laughs> um, but 670 one, I need to understand the females, the females part of that. Because again, I came from straight male only unit. And then like when I got shifted over to this side, I had to figure out, and it's not even figuring out how to talk to female soldiers. It's realizing that I was a toxic leader. And shifting my mentality was how I figured out how to properly respond and, and communicate with people. Um, even now, I still I still have that trouble with uh, with my my crew here. Um, poor Ransom has been bullied for the past like uh, I get beat the fuck up with words <laughs> daily. But his it, boy, and you you know why his name is Boy Pretzel, right? No. So we went went on Army WTF. Um, the guy uh, Ice, the, the creator of Army WTF. Yeah, he called him Boy Pretzel because he accidentally said his name Boy Pretzel. I said Blake Ransom, but my accent was so thick it sounded like Boy Pretzel. Yeah. Boy Pretzel. Yeah, and that's why he's, he's Pretzel now. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. So, with your so in your current situation, um, uh, where where do you find where where do you think your leadership's going to take you next? Like the way you treat your soldiers, how, what do you think you've you've grown and what what's your the legacy you think you've planted here? So with me, I I feel like I'm different than other leaders, other NCOs because. I'm genuine about my shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I don't just treat people, you know, and help people out because I have this rank on my chest. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, 100%. I've always had empathy and things like that, like naturally, like that's just naturally me, you know? Yeah. And you don't walk around like this. Yeah, do it's what like I say. For what? That's and that's why I can't sometimes with certain things, I can't get on board with the military, you know, because yeah. I'm I'm never going to change who I am. Yeah. You know? Like you get who you get and I'm and so for me, it's just, I'm not a selfish person. So if my career or anything like that doesn't go forward because I give a lot, then so so be it. Okay. Makes sense. No. no, yeah. Go ahead, kid. What? You said you was going to say something. You can't act like you're going to say something. I was going to say something. I'm just wow. sitting here. So when my you- realness is, is you get who you get. And if you don't like it, then... I guess I won't go far. Nah, I'm you're gonna go far. I'm I, never gonna I, change. I, I 100% believe you're gonna go. I, 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 look, our next sergeant major of the army right here. Oh, see, I'm not trying to go that <laughs> nah, far. Nah, I promise. Yo, I Where put, I put money. She gonna go. She gonna be like, oh man, I don't want to do this. Then she got seven. She, went, oh, I don't want to do this. Then she gonna go pick up eight. And then she, went, oh, I guess I'm gonna be a first sergeant. And then, oh, I guess I'll be a sergeant major. Yeah, and then she's gonna be forty years in sitting in the sergeant major of the army See, spot. Hell like, no. Guess I'll do this. I guess I'll do this now. I don't understand why people don't retire in twenty years. Like you retire, get your ass up and go. See, that's why we got them old heads because nah, they, yeah, don't they, they don't want to get out. I mean, and, that, and that's how I feel like you really build the persona for the military is the people who stay in the longest because there's a big male persona of being like this big you know monster or whatever, and then females came in and they got degraded by the big male monsters. Yeah. So now they're trying to build their legacy while 
evening it out. That's oh, where yeah. the struggle is. And I agree with him because <laughs> even today, like I have peers that are males, mm-hmm. you know, but my attitude, like you can ask anybody that know me, my attitude is I really don't give a fuck about competing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I'm going to do me, right? But I have peers out there who I feel really try to compete with me. Yeah, they try to slit. They'll slit your throat if they had the chance And it's to. like, you lo- you lose. Like, <laughs> like you know? Like, really. Because I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not, you know? Yeah. But when someone's trying to, like, come up against me, it's like, you can only keep that face on for so long, you know? Yeah, Yo, you're 100% My right. My leadership know who the fuck I am. <laughs> so you gonna have to keep that mask on as soon as you take it off now you don't lost look i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say a lot to you i mean i've 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 been in that position once before um uh i've been i've been in that position once before um a lot of people know what where how i've been in that position mm-hmm. um but I've, I've had there. you the hype man today or something <laughs> <laughs> she she out there talking to willie d uh, willie d's just he, he getting coffee today that's yeah, his job oh speaking of coffee guys <laughs> So, if you guys want to try this amazing coffee, it's called black. It's called uh, not not that one. <laughs> it's called Brainwash Coffee. Look, Brainwash Coffee Company is a phenomenal co- uh, uh, coffee company. They donate fifty percent of all their makings to rehab facilities and people that you know uh, situations to help people with recovery. Um, if you guys use the code Extra Duty, you get twenty percent off on your order. It's phenomenal coffee, um, and you know just buy some. Why not? Are you gonna you gonna buy some right, Karen? If I can sample it first. Too easy, yo. You know what? Boom! I got you. We got you. Um, we'll, we'll bring some to the. We'll bring some up to up there to you guys in the big house, and y'all could go ahead and try it. Uh, no, 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 no. But, but yeah, that's my that's my sponsorship ploy. So you guys uh, enjoy that. Is um, he like DJ Khaled? I mean, he's more like a. So you have like a, a P Diddy. You ever have a little brother, and like when all your friends is playing outside, he wants to play too. Oh yeah, it's like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, back to the um. Yes, back back to it. But no, we we've all I've had I've had that situation once before, and I mean I had to, I, I had to take my lickings for that. I had to realize that I was not being the bigger person. I was being an idiot, um, and I caught myself up. And now that now at this point now it doesn't matter. Um, I've gotten over that bullshit, and where I am now, I'm, shit. I got a whole fucking podcast now. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> And the thing was, like, if they want to compete with you that bad, you got to be doing something a lot better than they're doing. That's what I'm saying. Like, Neej, I truly don't give a fuck. Like, I truly don't. Like, oh, what they fucking do? You can fucking score this or that. I'm just happy I fucking scored. And I'm keeping moving. <laughs> but guess what? I'm still winning. You know what I'm saying? Hey, being happy with yourself is more. I, I believe in full, wholeheartedly positivity. You walk in somewhere with a smile, can't nobody touch you, man. It's true. Like people, people all like. I feel like people only care about certain things when it comes to being a great leader. Yeah, and that's oh, let me make sure I'm good at PT, or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm good at everything to help myself out. But no, you know what I'm saying. Like you don't have any character. Like where's your empathy at? Like where's your understanding? You know, yeah. stuff like that. So many leaders around me, I know, lack that shit. Yeah. And they wonder why they just at a standstill. And that's why I keep saying that you're not going to be stuck. You're you going to go far. You're going to keep going. You act like you're not going to. You're going to go far. Even if you don't want it, it's just going to happen. You're going to mm. be a 10-year Sergeant Major. Good job, Hero. Stop <laughs> wishing that Sergeant Major on me. Good job, Hero. You're going to be a whole Sergeant Major. Mm-mm. And you know what? When she's Sergeant Major, you know what's going to happen. I'm going I'm to I'm be at the board again. <laughs> Gonna be up there like here are your papers are major. Hey, 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 look, I need this promotion, man. I need some help. Shit, let me become a sergeant major. Everybody getting promoted. <laughs> Shit, damn. why not? We all trying to eat. Just just tell me where you're at when you become a <laughs> <laughs> Um no, so I, I I wanted to touch something on uh it's it, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's kind of a it might it might be a little bit of a controversial subject. Just um. talk about it. Just say it. <laughs> so as a woman, do you feel as if men treat you as if you're not only weaker? But you're not doing as much as they are. Oh yeah. Like why 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 do you why do you think they think that? Because I mean I don't I don't like my 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 if my wife started working, like my wife is not working by choice. My wife starts working right now, hundred percent. I'm gonna be a stay at home dad. I'm gonna keep it hundred. <laughs> I'm living that life. Like that's where I'm at. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, why do you think that people? Why why do you think men believe they're better than women because of what? What is it? I mean, I I feel like it's just. It it all starts with just how you grow how you grow up, you know? Yeah. You may see like your parents, oh, you see that your dad takes care of your mom, you know? 
you, you see that you have to be responsible for your little sister. They're gentle. They're soft. They're innocent, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's just a mentality that men have and they take it into the world, real world with them, you know? Yeah. And also, a lot of men are stronger than me, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm weak just because you're stronger than me. Of course not. You know? I mean, but look at these guys. <laughs> I definitely know I can bench more than you. One. Uh, one hundred percent more than boy I think everyone can lift more than boy pretzel. Play test up. Well, we can all lift more than this guy right here. Yeah, definitely. I definitely can out there. It looks like a fucking deadlift bar. You you see how she said both y'all? She don't want none of the smoke. She don't want the smoke. I feel like I can get you too. I deadlift five ten. What's up? Five ten. Yeah. What's up? I have to see it. All right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm. It's way too easy. I'm about it. I can't lift that much. Nah, I, I, I mean, I can, That's but I have to go directly to the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. So there was this one time out in Korea. I was like, man, it's time to get get, get it in the gym. And uh, I, I had to make a decision. It was like, should I work out first or should I poop first? So I worked out first, right? And bad, it was just a mistake all over. definitely always nah, poop first. 100%. Um, that machine, they, they, they stopped using that machine for a little while. Um, you done dinky pooped all over. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes, sometimes, man, it just happens, dog. So when you, with, I care. I gotta I, again, just ask whatever. I, I, like, I'm gonna keep going. Do you, do you feel like um, do you feel like you being black is an issue with some of the peers that you've had um recently or even in the past? Wait, say that again. You being black, just you being a black woman, has mm-hmm. that been an issue for people? Um, because the military uh, people think that it's all it's mixing pots. Not another. We have racism here too. Oh, definitely have. Oh, believe me, when all this shit went down last year, I seen who the fuck people true colors was in Ooh. this goddamn area. I did. I sure fucking did. That's why we we the EO program is so extremely important um, here in the military. Um, some you may feel different. Um, I think the EO program is underutilized um, by a lot of people. It is um, because they're 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 scared. A lot of people are actually worried. It's the same reason with the Sharp program. A lot of people are worried with opening up and coming forward. Um, it took one of our episodes with Kayla to come on and tell um, her story about how she was she was raped her first um, day at reception by an NCO who offered her a ride to go in process. Um, so like that that in its own when she did that there was ten other women that came forward and told their story to their prospective leaderships. And they're currently now in the process of getting their shit together and, and, and having their day in court with this person. That's really good. But see, just from just sharing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so underutilized because so many people are terrified of the process. Don't be scared to go and make a complaint. Don't be scared because ain't nobody going to tell. Right now, the way the army is, they are 100% going to go for everybody at any point that they're at. They're going to go for you. And if you feel like you are not being taken care of, Go to your leadership. Um, so do you feel as if that have you had any soldiers that are too scared to go handle those situations, whether it be EO or sharp, anything like that? Well, you know, I'm the um, victim advocate, the battalion victim advocate tracking. Um, and I don't know. I feel like me being in that seat. I'm so approachable, yeah. you know, like when it comes to EO or sharp, people just come to me. You know, they just tell me stuff. The problem is they'll tell me and they want to do something about it, but they feel like leadership is going to judge them. They feel like those, you know, regulations that are in place and things like that as far as, oh, no one's going to find out, you know, next thing you know, the whole fucking brigade or somebody knows what happened to you, Yeah, you know? So I think that, shit, what was the question again? <laughs> It's just so much. It's just so much. No, I, I, I know. Um, basically, what, it, what, when soldiers and stuff like come up to you and stuff like that, how do you react to it? Oh, I. So I have to be professional about it, you know. Yeah. Um, but inside, I'm burning and pissed the fuck off. Yeah. Like you know, like ready to go box somebody for them, but I can't, of course. Yeah. Um, but for me, it just, I mean, it's sad, you know, to yeah. see that somebody is hurt because of something, whether it's EO or sharp, like it's just really sad. And you have to keep your poker face on, you know, let them know that you're thankful that they trusted you with that information, you know? Yeah. Um, but. So in your position, have you, when you've, 
like let's just go with, with I mean we're always, so last year you said that you know when all that stuff was going on you you mm-hmm. know who was true colors was popping out and whatnot um do you still have the same respect for those people negative at all negative I will never have that because in my, in my opinion I feel like you know we're all in the military you know we know that shit does affect us but we shouldn't bring it to work and when I say that like for myself I shouldn't have Black Lives Matter on my car because I know that that could offend people because some people walk around and say all lives matter, right? Yeah, yeah. So we should leave that outside the gate. Yeah, that's why we leave politics completely off. But when you pull up, you know, to the to our area or whatever, and I see some, you know, blue lives matter, all lives matter. Now I'm irritated with you. Yeah. Because you are the same people on social media. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like this, this is not the place for that. I I one hundred percent agree. I believe politics and anything that happens outside mm-hmm. of them. It, it, we're told that in uniform you're not supposed to protest. There's yeah. no. It's not. On, it shouldn't be on your car. You shouldn't be promoting it. In reality, the only thing we should be talking about with soldiers is the event that occurred, and not who was right and who was wrong, but mm-hmm. understanding the event that occurred. Com- yeah. Education. That's it. I had a I had a conversation with a soldier just recently. <clears throat> we had a an African American soldier. Black dude, and he was he a, a cop busted into his house, right? Had his hand on his gun the entire time while talking to this black soldier. Had nothing to do with the situation, nothing, nothing. And the so and the and the, and the and the soldier, what he was saying was that oh maybe the cop was in his rights. That's not the point. On paper, what essentially happened was that this forget forget him being black, forget him being black. There was a soldier. At his own home, where a cop was holding a gun, holding his gun while talking to the soldier. Forget white or black. Was that correct to do? Nope. No. It wasn't, right? But he, can, he kept consistently saying, oh, nah, that's not, it's still, you know, you still got to check the cop side, just that and the third. And I was like, I had, to, I had to take a minute there because I had to, under, I had to make him understand. You as a leader, your job is not to judge. Oh, she's coughing. Is that COVID? <laughs> yeah. But your job as a leader is not to, your job as a leader isn't to judge the soldier. Your job as a leader is to understand what that soldier is saying and assist that soldier in the process that he's going through. Not say, what did you do wrong for that to happen? Because in some cases, that makes sense. Soldier has drugs in his car. Yeah, that's on him. Soldier has a gun pulled on him while he's at his own house. That's a problem. Forget, forget white or black. The issue is that when leaders don't understand that their soldiers need to be taken care of, especially in that type of situation, what you're saying right now, those true colors that are showing, it shouldn't, yeah, it shouldn't even be about it. It shouldn't even, at, what was it, George Floyd situation, right? No matter what, if that was a white man, a black man, and it was role swapped, there is no way in hell you, he should have been doing what he was doing. It should have not happened. As soldiers, we are trained. To only kill, to only shoot back when shot at. You match the level of force. And that's why I feel like everybody should have been upset. It shouldn't have been a separate, you know, issue. Everybody should have came together and be like, that was fucking wrong. And that's what the army is. That's what that's, it should be. Yes. Yes. And so when I see a little few, one or two, you know, twosies acting like, you know, they don't need to be in the military. Yes, it pisses me off. In the military, look, here, we're, this, is, this, is that, this is that family that's where we're safe. From the outside world. I'm going to put that out. I'm going to put it like that. Mm-hmm. We live in a bubble. We don't deal with the problems that other people are dealing with. We don't deal with losing our money. We don't deal with losing our jobs because of COVID. We're on a salary. We're consistently here. We're constantly doing the job that we were meant to be doing. Right? All of that that's happening, that we're lucky to not be a part of that. But when that starts to mold into our space, where one of our own soldiers are starting to feel as if they're being targeted, that's when the problems start. And that's when leaders should be more active. They should be, and we should be, you have, and you know what's the sad part? I know for a fact I have to have the conversation with my kids. You know, which, you know which conversation I'm going to have to have with my kids. One of my, my youngest son looks like a fucking Samoan, right? My oldest son looks like a little nerd, but he looked like a little black nerd, right? Mm-hmm. That's how my kids look. And I'm going to have to have that conversation with them about what he needs to do when he's in that type of situation. Luckily, my kids are in this, this bubble, and this is where I want to keep them. But when your soldier is asking for that help, you don't turn away. You don't, you don't put them in that position where you have to 
you you change it into about race. And and I feel like the political statements that we're all bitching and moaning about these days, I, I genuinely don't care about the political statements. I care about the, the act of right and wrong. I do not believe in anything but balance. The world is truly down to balance. Is something right or is something wrong? If we can all start thinking like that, I guarantee you, it'll be a lot different for how we react to situations. And I, I, I rant on a lot. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I wanted to know your opinion. What they call you, wheelbarrow? What they call you? <laughs> God damn. What That's another it? one. Boy, wheelbarrow boy pretzel. <laughs> boy pretzel. Boy pretzel. Huh? How do you feel? You know, like you, we've been talking a lot, you know, and he's been asking me a lot of questions. But from your perspective, how do you feel about, you know? Well, about which aspect? Um, racism or being treated differently or seeing people being treated differently. Well, Racism for me, because I come, clearly I come from like a real small town, but I always, there's a bunch of different cultures. It's your accent for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a bunch of different cultures. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. I I come from like a backwoods ass school, country ass high school, and I didn't go to any more school after that. (laughs) But um, I had a bunch of different cultures intermixed with that one small society. So for me... I don't like racism. I don't think people should be treated differently, but I've never experienced it on my own behalf. Have you seen it? I have a lot, actually, because you know, it's still a small town. Regardless, yeah. you got them old heads that still remember driving horse and wagon to town. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, OK. You are white, right? Mm-hmm. White. OK. So witnessing, you know, racism. If you're around your buddies and things like that, would you correct them? I would. Or would you laugh? Well, when I was younger, I would laugh like, mm-hmm. a lot because that's just how they were in high school. Yeah. But now I'm more educated and I feel like I can make those corrections because I'm in the right to mm-hmm. correct them. Okay. And I, I, education. Yeah, I believe everybody can grow. You know, we're ignorant to a lot of things in this world, you know, and it's okay. 100%. As long as we're willing to learn. And that, and that's where it all comes down to education, man. And that, and that's one of the main points of this show, man. Education, like it, it's it's the be- it's our best tool. And opening dialogue like this, this is the type of dialogue we need to openly have, especially because when we we do talk about mental health. Yes, today's episode was a little bit about race, but when it comes down to mental health, it all attaches because it the is. moment you dehumanize somebody into just their race, the moment you dehumanize somebody into just being a fucking baby killer, like oh we're soldiers, we're baby killers. Once baby you, killers. Yeah, oh man, it's wild. Yeah. You gotta see That's the shit the thing. They, you gotta the see the persona. shit. You have to see the shit they post, man. When I first started posting the podcast, people were like, Oh, yeah, I'll help when you guys stop killing babies. I was like, Wow. That's how you feel, huh? Wow. <laughs> I'm glad like, you're stuck in the sixties there, bud. That's like, yeah. Exactly. And, and it's just it's just odd. And just the, just, and that's what we do here, man. Our, our goal is to just create this education and talk about this mental health because when you talk about mental health on every aspect. Excuse me. You being a black woman in the military is is it? It affects your mental health when you're treated differently. It, oh, same yes. thing with a little white man or a black man or a brown man. I, and I'm, I said little white man because I'm looking at a boy pretzel here. <laughs> um, but what, what's up? What you said? Yeah, like when I first joined the military, I'm telling you, like I fucking hated it. Um, I hate to say it, but I was at Fort Hood. And um, hold on. Oh, I can't say for a hood. <laughs> no, you can, but goddamn for a hood. Oh, yeah. That's why there's big ass patches on me. Oh, man. But yeah, so I was at Fort Hood and I felt like, first of all, it was me and another girl, which was like, she's like my best, one of my best battle buddies. Yeah. We were the only two black females in a whole company full of white folks. And most of them were white males, you know? So we automatically got looked at as fucking lazy. You know, because, wow. yeah, I didn't want to volunteer for this because I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not into everything that you may be into, you yeah. know? But there, I definitely didn't get noticed for anything, you know? Got looked over for a lot of stuff, you know? So, but that was, like, the only place I really experienced being judged, walking in a room, you know? Not being the fastest or not wanting to go do all of this fucking hula hula shit. Yeah. Everybody ain't join. I didn't join the Army to fucking drop out of helicopters and bullshit. I mean, not that... You know what I mean. I don't oh, mean like I, it's I bullshit. It. I just talk like that. But yeah, um, I, that's where I, I experienced that shit from. I, I feel like you, you 
honestly, like the for, so from getting like I remember the first day I met you, you were you you got very angry very fast. At you? No, no, I was doing. I was. I didn't even say nothing. I was like, oh man, I'm not catching that smoke, man. <laughs> um, but you, you, and, and I saw that. Just it wasn't anger. It was just passion, right? And, and realizing that. Like I saw you as the type of leader that I was like, okay, this is a very good leader. I can learn from her. But, you know, unfortunately I never work with you because you're you're up there. And when I and I don't know what it is, man. When when you when you do talk about talk to your soldier, do you just talk in general? Even with, with one of our problem children that we have in the unit, you are No, I have a problem child. You are just like you're still handling it the way that a leader should handle it. Like you're <laughs> Like you are one of and the the fact that you came in, you came in, I think, to create change. You you came in to create not only change, but to create more good leaders like you. And that's what we all should strive for. And that's why I really appreciate the things that you have been doing and things that you're gonna continue to do. Like it's you're killing it. I gotta Thank give it you. to you, dog. Okay. <laughs> like you're killing it. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if you just People just be on, I don't know, I be to feel like people just need to chill sometimes, you know, like, yeah. they're always fucking uppity up or like fucking on edge about some shit, you know, like I can walk in a room and tell you who don't like to go home at night, <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, that's why your ass still at work, because you don't want to go home, you know, people like that, <laughs> them the kind of leaders, man. Yeah, my my wife my <laughs> wife used to say, she was like, why, 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 he, he, why, why he don't love his wife? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I think, like, bro, like, it's fucking nine o'clock, why are you still at work? Oh, no, nah, that's wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking, it's fucking six o'clock, why are you still at work? Nah, I be trying to, I be trying to get home quick. Man. I love you. Yeah, overtime. Yeah. Overtime, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, so you know what? We're actually going to have another type of conversation right after. It's going to be a little bit more, uh, it's going to be a little more educational. So, um, we're, oh, you don't know. We have an after dark section now. How is it going to be more educational after dark? No, because it's not even more educational. It's, it's, it's more, more shit like talking. Smoke pit talk. Yeah, it's like smoke pit talk. So, oh, man. I love going to the smoke pit so, with my soldiers. We be talking hella shit. See, it's after dark at the smoke pit. So, I guys. Like, yeah, time to go to the smoke pit. I got to talk some shit. <laughs> and I'll tell my story about basic. Wow. Okay. Don't worry about it. We're so excited. So, hey, guys, um, we're so excited that you guys continue listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. Holy shit. Um, I know I ramble on a lot, but thank you guys so much for listening. And catch us on all our socials. We're going to probably start YouTube up at some point again. Um, And Extra Duty on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And Extra Duty on TikTok. We have one of those now. So for you guys out there, um, keep listening. Keep sharing. And remember, uh, this isn't a moment. It's a movement. We're going to continue to make change. You guys have a very good night. And, and by the way, because I forgot last time, this is Josh Maria signing out of Extra Duty. Boy Pretzel signing out of Extra Duty. Kiara Holbrook signing out on Extra Duty. All right. Thank you. You guys have a very good night.